Hola amiga, welcome to the Amiga Arise podcast. I'm Priscilla Gomez, your host and hopefully an amiga for a journey of learning, growing, and thriving. I'm a licensed clinical therapist with a trauma history of my own, but I was transformed by the call that God has placed on my life. And I'm here to share how the clinical world taught me how to begin my healing process, but ultimately only God was able to heal the darkest areas of my past. Amiga, I know you are smart, driven, successful, and ambitious, but yet there seems to be something missing. You might be wondering why peace and joy are lacking in your life. Amiga, welcome. I can bet you have walked through some dark paths yourself, and maybe you're wondering if God is even real or why suffering exists or what your true purpose is here on earth. Amiga, I hear you. But if you're ready to take a deeper look, find freedom, and step into flourishing God's way, I'm here to lend a helping hand as you step into your healing and your faith-filled life. So open up that journal, pop in those AirPods, and take a deep breath. We're about to embark on a beautiful journey of arising to your true self. Hola amiga, welcome back to today's episode. It's kind of a continuation of last week's topic on purpose. And today I wanted to talk about procrastination and how that may be impacting our walk into purpose. And really, I wanted to be straightforward and honest from the get-go. This episode is being brought to you by my own procrastination this week. It's been um, a journey, as you all know, to create a podcast, be consistent, and create some sort of momentum, so to speak. I do this for for fun. I do this because it gives me a creative outlet. And I also do it because I am eager to share what I am walking through, how this has prepared me for the season I'm in myself, and also to give people outside of my own circle insight as to my own practice. And if they wanted to jump into coaching with me or therapy that that is available to them but also that they get a sense of who I am and how I work and my thought process and what kind of tools and skills that I use in my own therapy model and modality anyways all that to say welcome I am being very open honest and vulnerable here on my own experience with this topic of procrastination but wanted to recap a little bit about last week we discussed the meaning of purpose and our personal lives Purpose means the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. And from a biblical standpoint, we know we are created to love God and love people. So I reviewed how the simplicity of purpose is really driven by the design God has for our lives for for his purpose, right? To fulfill his purpose. But sometimes we can get caught up in the details. And I'm not saying that details don't matter to God because that <laughs> that is actually not true. God cares about details and cares about excellence in details. There are many stories in the Bible where God gives specific instruction to create something with great detail and excellence. Noah's Ark is one of those examples, but there are so many, but we won't get into those details today. What I am saying is that we can get caught up in the details of something that We forget the beauty behind the simple request of the next step that God may be calling us into. Last week, I talked about how without loving the Lord or loving people, he can't fully purpose us, so to speak, to our fullest potential. And friends, sometimes that lack of direct obedience will lead us 
to further missing other assignments, other tasks, other steps, other great positions and places that God wants to put us in. And sometimes that is a direct result of our procrastination. (laughs) And procrastination is the act of willfully delaying the, the doing of something that should be done. The act of willfully delaying the doing of what should be done, right? Oof, let me tell you, procrastination is one of my biggest defaults, especially when I'm overwhelmed, right? And I opened up today's episode with just being open, honest, and transparent about where I'm at today, this week with procrastination. But let me tell you something really quick. When I am struggling with procrastination, it's usually because I have placed the importance of that thing with an ungodly value. Usually, I'm not saying always. But as you have heard my story and I share a little bit of my pain and my healing process, right, with this all, I use performance and achievement as a coping skill or I used to use it as a coping skill. What I'm saying is that I sometimes can default into procrastination because it kind of still aligns, rubs up against (laughs) that natural uh, sin nature of mine. I used to procrastinate like crazy in high school, in college, in grad school. One, because I would do it and I would still get good grades or do semi-well. And so that habit just got reinforced. Like, hey, you can put things off to the last minute and you still do well enough, which is not a good (laughs) reinforcement, let me tell you. Breaking that habit is hard. Two, I had idolized these achievements, right? As I have often spoken about Therefore, I was putting in work to earn people's praises and it validated my self-worth. So this process of taking ownership of of this praise and self-worth is actually a really heavy burden to carry. It means that everything and anything I do is, is weighted on what others think of me and what I think of myself. So... Yeah, that's a heavy one. That's a heavy one to carry. If I have any friends out there who have dealt with this in the past or are currently working through it, I get it, friend. I totally get it. And it's one of those things that is almost so hard to even identify it's happening. But you're in good company, friend. (laughs) I'm right there with you. And it is possible to overcome these things when we're not working for the accolades of others, right? But instead working for the glory of God. And that is where there's a huge difference between performance and purpose, right? God wants to purpose us for his purpose to do his will here on earth. And then when we are able to accept that and humbly come before him and do the work that he has for us, all things and anything can be possible, right? Through him and his strength, because it's about his glory, not mine. And the verse that really sticks out to me when it comes to this about procrastination and placing the value on others is in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. And this is Apostle Paul talking to the early church in Colossal. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Someone can correct me. (laughs) But the verse states, Paul tells the church, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, right? Again, this is direct instruction for us to not do what we do for other people's glory or even our own glory, but for God. 
And so when we can think about our task in that matter, it becomes far more accessible to do. At least it is for me, right? And I'm not doing it from a place of like trying to earn God's love or grace or mercy because I know I already have his love, grace, and mercy. I don't have to earn that. It's out of a direct relationship with that that I'm like, hey, because I have this love, this mercy, and this grace, I am capable of doing great big things and with great attention to detail that is going to bring excellence and prove what God is able to do through me, not to prove to God that I'm able to do for him, right? So it's completely a different mind shift. And now if we're talking about procrastination, even just in the worldly way, so to speak, if we look at it from a clinical perspective, from a mental health perspective, there are so many studies addressing procrastination. One of the articles that I will link in the show notes talks about how procrastination is linked to negative mental health functioning overall. And it tends to lead to higher anxiety and poor impulse control. Uh, Yeah, because if we're leaving things to the last minute, we're going to feel more anxiety at the tail end of that project to complete it on time, because now we're also trying to prove it to somebody or ourselves that it can be done in that time frame that we've shortened, right? And then And so in those moments, we are definitely feeling that high anxiety and poor impulse control because all those, let's say if it was, I had a full two weeks to do it, now I'm trying to squeeze it into two hours. In two weeks, I definitely had poor impulse control. I was probably scrolling on social media too much, watching too many Netflix shows, saying yes to hanging out with friends when I should have been at home doing the thing that should have been done. And the studies also show that procrastination is even linked to physical illness, right? Well, I've also talked about on the on many episodes how anxiety also is correlated with poor physical illness, right? Increased heart rate can increase health, heart conditions, right? So the studies are just showing that because it's linked to physical illness, people who procrastinate experience more stress and tend to delay treatments, even on bigger things, right? On bigger diagnosis because they keep putting it off as well. So there's just this repetitive cyclical pattern that happens when we tend to lean on procrastination as a coping skill to avoid what we really need to get done. And when I was doing the research or reading about what clinically some studies are saying about procrastination, three main points really came up for the reasons behind why, right? The fear and the anxiety of not being able to do it on time or the fear and anxiety of what the outcome will be, even if I do do it, what will people say? The fear and anxiety of that performance in that moment. The second was perfectionism. And this is almost directly related and linked to that anxiety or performance anxiety, so to speak, right? Perfectionism plays a role in procrastination because we delay wanting to do something thinking we're either going to fail altogether or it's not going to be good enough, right? So again, anxiety and perfectionism, man, they are like first cousins. They're so directly correlated in this innate sinful nature, I would say, to try to glorify ourselves in the process and or obtain the accolade or the applause of others. And perfectionists, 
may put off a task until they feel more inspired where they think they might do better at something. Although we know that inspiration is likely to strike once we actually start the task, right? It's like, mm, for me, deep cleaning is a great example. Never really want to start the project because I'm like, oh, I don't feel like it, but <laughs> I don't know, maybe there's some amazing clean, clean folks out there who love the deep cleaning process who are just like, every Saturday morning is deep cleaning for me. And well, for me, deep cleaning means I'm going to move all the furniture, reorganize every single drawer and closet space and nook and cranny. And I can feel very unmotivated to do that whole process. But I know that once I start, I'm actually like, all right, let's go. I'm on a roll and I don't want to stop until I finish. So anyways, that's one silly example, I guess you can say. And a third common reason for procrastination is distractions in our environment. They can prevent us from focusing at the task at hand. Social media is a huge factor in that for us all now, right? I know there are some few individuals who do not engage in social media at all, and that's amazing, but I'm sure there's still other distractions. But research has shown that procrastination has increased since the increase of technology. So although technology was created or intended or purposed to alleviate us from doing, I don't know, our own math in our head and have quicker access to uh, shows, TV, grocery, shopping, I mean, right? So many things have been made easier and accessible and faster, yet procrastination has increased. So even though there's been more effectiveness in our technology, that doesn't mean our human behavior to be more effective has actually improved. So this is more of a human condition concern, I, I would say, because we've always had a tendency to leave things maybe for tomorrow, or if we made one thing more efficient, we still continue to be inefficient in other ways, shapes, or form. And I think that that's why Paul writing to the early church and letting them know, work at whatever you're working on with all your heart for God, not for humans or for human glory, right? It was important then and it's important now. And James writes about this in his book about not boasting about tomorrow, about having enough time to do something tomorrow. James chapter 4, verses 13 through 14, titled, Boasting About Tomorrow, has this to say, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go in, into such and such town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. So, in those two verses, James is saying, those of you who say, oh, today, tomorrow, later, we can do such and such thing. James is saying, we don't know how much time we have on this earth. So, us boasting about tomorrow isn't actually going to bring fruit to our life today. And I'm also not saying that the Bible is saying we have to have some sort of hustle mentality and, you know, work, 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 and not be able to stop and pause and and reflect and meditate on God's word, right? We know that God directs us to have a Sabbath and be intentional with our work. But what I do think both Paul and James are talking about here is 
making sure we're checking our heart and that we're being intentional about the work we put forward, praising God along the way, that details matter and that what we do today matters. We can't put off what is important until tomorrow. I mean, we can, and there's some days where God's going to instruct us like, hey, come rest, let that rest, and tomorrow there will be some more initiative or some recuperation that God will restore in that. But for the most part, we have to do our part to check our own hearts and see what's going on and why we've been procrastinating maybe now for years on something that God really wants us to step into. And if we're the ones holding back, is it because we are glorifying ungodly things in the process? Glorifying ourselves, glorifying others, or glorifying the project? And here's something that brought me a little bit of peace as I was preparing for this episode and navigating my own procrastination process in it, is that if the Bible says we were going to struggle with procrastination or putting things to the last minute like God knew we would struggle with this right and that's why it's in the Bible it's there for instruction to help us through these times as well everything in the Bible is there for us to examine our own hearts in the process of what we're going through just like an employee manual lets us know what we should or should not do and it's this long book that we have to read every time we start a new job right there's some parts of the manual that seem kind of common sense. Like, why does it say that we can't be showing our underwear or garments, right? Like, isn't that common sense? I don't know if you've had that same experience as you read your employee handbook, but the likelihood is the reason it's in there because someone did it and they came to HR and they were like, well, I didn't know I couldn't show my underwear at work. <laughs> it's nowhere in the manual. <laughs> right. And so I, I poke fun at that example. But for every little thing that we go through, I am certain you can find what the Bible has to say about it. And so I just found it kind of a little comical, so to speak, like God's was speaking to me as I was preparing for this episode. Like, yeah, Priscilla, I knew my children would struggle with procrastination. (laughs) And so I have specific instruction there for you all. I had different apostles speak to the early church and have it documented so that we in this century now take it seriously with even all the technology in the world that makes our life so much easier than what the apostles and the people of that time we're dealing with, right? We're talking about no running water, no electricity, all that stuff. We live in a great period of time. (laughs) Considering all the heartaches and the terror of the world, I'd rather be living in this century than any other century if I'm being honest. I don't know about you. But friend, I'm not here to just (laughs) try to bring some sort of judgment or condemnation against procrastination. We are all human is what I'm trying to say and that God knew we would struggle. So he gives us instructions. But I also wanted to give some practical steps as to how you yourself can overcome procrastination if this is something that you are dealing with and coping with at the time. Let's be specific about the goal that you actually have at hand. Write it out. I don't know how many times I have to say these. (laughs) I don't know how many times I have to say this on this podcast and on these episodes, right? Writing things down is so crucial and helpful to our progress towards the next thing, the next action item. So be specific. I want to start running. Great. 
that's not specific. I am going to run every day for 10 minutes for a month. Oh my goodness, that is incredibly specific and time sensitive. Yes, do that, <laughs> right? I'm preparing for a marathon, maybe in like six months or a year. What is realistic as well, right? I'm going to start preparing for a marathon. I've never ran one. I can do it in a month. Mm, probably not realistic. So check yourself. <laughs> Be specific and get realistic. Assess your procrastination. Look at the times when you're procrastinating. What are you doing? Are you on social media? Are you watching TV? Are you binge eating? Are you single and flirting with a bunch of different guys? <laughs> Just a you know humorous example. But these are real. These are real things that really come up for all of us. So assess when you're procrastinating and then ask yourself, what am I really fearful or anxious about in doing this one thing? Am I procrastinating? Let's stick to the running example on running. Why? Am I afraid of being a failure? Am I afraid that I won't be able to do it if I set my mind to it and then I tell people and then I tell them I didn't do it? What are people going to think or say about me? What am I going to think or say about myself? Right? Then start evaluating and assessing your own heart posture and bring it to the Lord. Ask God, please help me with this heavy heart that I have towards my own self-image and the image that I expect others to have of me. Help me let go of it so that I can be healthy in my body and I can run and I want to do it for the sense of a healthy body, not for some self-righteous image to give to others. And hey, there's nothing wrong with having a healthy looking body. <laughs> we can also desire that for ourselves, but not if that is the core reason why we're doing it. Then we uh, slip into the notion of vanity and Maybe that's in a whole nother episode to talk about on a different day. But to recap, set specific goals and be realistic. Second, address your procrastination. When is it happening? Why is it happening? And third and fourth kind of put together is create an action plan. Okay, if I'm going to run for 10, 15 minutes every day, make it a plan. Is it going to happen in the morning, on my lunch break? After, straight after work, like attach it to something you already do and or a working system, a plan that you already have and be intentional about creating space and time for it. And then second, do it, right? <laughs> Implement your plan, actually do it. And this is why I reiterate writing it down, putting it on your schedule, making sure it happens. And if it doesn't happen, assessing why it's not happening and then resetting that time somewhere else on your calendar okay didn't happen today it's going to happen tomorrow and now if this continues to happen day in and day out week in and week out bring someone along with you on the journey friend i cannot stress this enough even if you can't afford to pay for a therapist or a coach or some sort of professional in that field then let a friend know hey can you help me stay accountable to this goal, thing, activity, task. I really feel like God's calling me to this, but it's so hard because I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. Let them know exactly what you're going through and bring in a friend that you know is going to be helpful and understanding and, and support you and guide you and cheer you along, right? We've talked about the importance of having healthy friendships. So make sure you're picking a healthy one <laughs> in this sense. And if, again, if you don't have one, 
then I would say, please start asking for some extra help and support through some of the professional avenues that are available to you. So amiga, I know this one was a little more like teachy, coachy, I don't know how to explain it, on procrastination. Procrastination is something that I still struggle with at different points in time for different reasons. This week, I was struggling with it a lot. And maybe on the next episode, I'll get to share with you why and what was happening and just give you some more revelation on that. But I say all this to say, I'm not perfect either. I don't intend to be perfect. I intend this podcast to be as open, honest, and transparent for you all. So you all know I'm actively working my own steps and my own preaching, so to speak, right? I got to walk the walk. And I am just so grateful that you are along the journey with me, listening along, passing this information along to anyone who you think it might benefit from it, and applying it to your own life as you see fit. So, amiga, hope you enjoyed. Hasta luego. Amiga, that's a wrap for today. I pray this episode has blessed you in some way, brought you some clarity, or inspired you to take your next step in faith and healing. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, I would love to hear about it. And the best way to thank me is by leaving me a review and a comment on Apple Podcasts. You can also screenshot this episode and post me and tag me at Amiga Arise. I would love to connect with you and be on this journey with you. You can also join my Facebook group and meet other women on the same journey. So until next time, I'll be praying with you, Amiga. Arise and shine daily. And may we pray, move, and grow together. God bless.